just get your mind. I just wanna chill and vibe. 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 Baby, turn up. You know who to go turn up. Like 
here. So you you know, it's not a lot. It's I know you can't really see, but there's like these little black beads going around here. So everything is down. So this top half, I'm good. So that's that allows for me to let it let it resonate through my spirit. One more cap full it would be at the top though. So mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? What you what 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 were you sipping on? Oh, this is just a little uh, <laughs> This is just a little apple with a crown on it. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> Straight. Straight like that. Straight like that. Me, I got a little chase in it because I got to work in the ball. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you sit behind the desk and you, I'm not saying you don't work hard. I work real hard. <laughs> but you sit behind the desk. Me, I'm in everybody's face. <laughs> I don't need to have no problem. I need to have no problem. I need, a, I need a, another drink because of my boss. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing, man. I got crowd apple as well with a little ginger ale and some uh, sour. What's that? Apple sour. Oh, the apple sour? Sucker pumpkin. Yeah, whatever that shit is. Yeah, mm -hmm. Got me a little jolly apple ranch. Sour liqueur. I got me a little jolly ranch. Look on top of liquor, on top mm -hmm. of ice. Oh, okay. So. Before I slide in and get into the, re the remix, okay. Happy birthday, Simone. Yeah. You just turned the dirty word. I'm not going to say it because you may not want nobody to know how old you is. Yeah. But happy birthday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Happy what's good, birthday, Rick? queen. What's good, Rick? Arnell. Arnell. Yeah, I see you out there in, in this world. So, recap. We talked about self-esteem. And how important it is in a relationship. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we was all over the place on that one. No, we wasn't. What are your views on self-esteem and how important it is in a relationship? Well, I always say as a man, you want to find yourself a woman that has nice, low self-esteem. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, you, really? hey, listen, I'm not with you. <laughs> it don't make life a little easier, but not as fulfilling. You right. need a woman with, with, with great self-esteem because it's a reflection of your own. You can't walk with a queen unless you're a king. And if you're walking with a peasant, then you know who you are. And that really comes down to how you feel about yourself. You know, no one else defines that but you. So if you have high self-esteem, you need to find a compatible person with high self-esteem. Not necessarily arrogance per se, which is a challenge amongst our community. But if we find somebody that has humility and esteem, oh man, you won. Wow. Well, yeah, absolutely. But see, you, you got people share, out there. Not the shared problem. Hey, so back to because back to what we were talking about. So I agree. But sometimes it comes in different forms of fashion. Self-esteem or not lack of self-esteem comes a different forms of fashion. So like you could be confident, you could be a real good people person, but to your mate, to your mate, uh, you're jealous, envious. All those things are barriers that will hinder you for getting to your full potential. Mm -hmm. So it's not a lack of confidence. It's not a lack of walking like a queen. It's more of covetousness, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You see, I think that I think that confidence and esteem aren't necessarily intertwined. Okay. Right? Because um esteem is something that is, is an inner thing, right? Confidence mm -hmm. is something that you get from 
experience, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know that every time you go to this club, you end up getting three numbers, you're going to have confidence when you go there, right? right? But if you're going to a whole new environment and you don't know if you're dressed the right way, even though you might have high self-esteem, you might not necessarily feel confident, right? So what I would say about the whole thing is that what, what it really comes down to is, honestly, I take self-esteem over confidence. I don't need a woman that's overly confident because the truth of the matter is that She's I wear pants. Oh. Right? And I know I need a woman personally who's going to be on the more submissive side. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because that's what I want. If you don't like it, I will. You're not me. You're not mine. But I still want her to feel herself. I want her to love herself. I want her to get sexy and know she is. And if she has high self-esteem, she can do that. Well said. Even I ain't got to come after that. But <laughs> well said. Hey, man, I'm all for it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Baby, how you feel? Hey, y'all summed it up. I mean, you know, it is important in a relationship. It can be very important. And it, it, it can really make or break a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like you said about the jealousy and the envy. Which is sad because if we're in a relationship, we should be building together. We shouldn't be playing that tug of war like you better than me, I'm better than you. We should be trying to make our strengths individually come together to build the umpire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but again, if I'm lacking or he's lacking in an area, that's something, you know, I can't fix that. I can, you know, encourage you that, hey, I'm here and I'm, to be, you know, supporting you, but. There's going to be a point where I'm going to draw a line on how much support. Because if you don't believe in you more than I believe in you, mm. then we just we just going to be draining me. And that's what we ain't going to do. You ain't going to put baby in the corner. You ain't put baby in the corner. You understand? Because uh, I got to be protecting my own energy. So, Miss Williams says, now let's remember, it's your job to be secure and confident within yourself. But is it your maid's job? I think I said I was going to keep trying. That's it. You know. All right. All right. So Ms. Ms. Williams said, remember, let's, now let's remember, it's your job to, secure, to be secure and confident within yourself. But is it your maid's job to make you feel secure and confident in the relationship? Hard to argue that. Oh, the only thing is, you can say either way you want. I, I mean, know. I like what she said. I feel like she, 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 you know, it's one of those things we almost can't come back from. Like, like earlier. <laughs> and you know, I, when it's when it's good, you just gotta accept it. And Queen, salute. You got it. Well, you know, like it's your mate's job to make you feel secure and confident in the relationship. I don't want to exclusively say it's their job. However, if you, again, yeah. back to what I said earlier, if we are in this to build and grow together, then as companions, we're going to be doing what we got to do to nurture each other. Whether, you know, if he's trying to do something, I'm going to be supportive of that, you know, be like, I want to be his number one fan with that, you know, and the same and vice versa. So, but I don't want to necessarily say it's their job. Yeah. But it would be, you well, know, responsibility. it would be a responsibility <laughs> as long as we want. Change the word. Maybe yeah. you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. it, you know, it's a choice at the end of the day. That's why I said I don't want to, you know, because it's like when you say that's your job. I don't want to go to work. 
You know, but if you want to be, if you ultimately desire growth in your relationship with and with us being together, then I'm gonna hold you accountable for that. Mm-hmm. I would probably say I will hold you accountable, but at the end of the day, it's it's all up to me mm-hmm. on ensuring that protecting right. how they say you know secure the bag. You know, but the bag ain't necessarily money. I got to secure my energy. I got to secure everything that, you know, at the end of the day, I got to be my number one fan. And so that's, you know, but that goes with the self-esteem, goes with the confidence. It goes along with it all, you know, it encompasses all of that. So good good comment, though. And once again, you fired up, girl, and them. tuning in. We know everybody going to be popping in. We got people popping in all over. You may not be popping in on my thread, but you are all over. And once again, welcome new simples and welcome back old. We about to get into the show. We out you. Okay. Now who said it better? <laughs> okay. Y'all know who it is. Y'all know what time it is. So like I said earlier, uh, today we have a guest. Mm-hmm. So, guess. Yes. Tell the people, <clears throat> tell the simples a little bit about yourself. Tell them your name, what you do, and why you do it. Mm, that's a good one. So, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, sippers? So, my name is Chad Murray, uh, and I'm the president of a company called Your Credit Coach. And we focus on empowering people by changing their credit and empowering their lives. And my passion is really seeing transformation inside of the world of credit that leads to home ownership. I mean, there are a lot of other things you can do with credit, but ultimately, to me, I get geeked to, to go through the process of helping people to get into their homes because there's nothing greater. There's nothing better. It's an investment that you get to make a home, that you get to make your own, and that you can leave as a legacy like nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what I do. I'm also an author. I wrote this book here called The Credit Building Blueprint. Uh, I wrote this and I do what I do because I work with people on a daily basis who are overcome with fear, who are overwhelmed by the process of being able to come to, to, to learn about credit, to learn about finance, and to actually be able to make it an asset instead of a liability. And that's my drive, that's my passion. And in my book, I pretty much broke down my whole process with a lot of good words. There's so many good words in there. And mm-hmm. they come together so well to teach you things that a hundred times out of a hundred times, if you took this book and you followed this to the T, guarantee your credit score is going to be through the roof just by following the steps. 
And um, yeah, so I'm very passionate about credit, very passionate about real estate, and I've had success helping people and you know myself and myself to get to um, you know good credit and also real estate ambitions. Well, 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 well. Credit, credit, and real estate. And real estate. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. oh, ironically, <laughs> it rolls into what we're talking about tonight. Oh, no. We talked a little bit about this a few uh, seasons ago, um, and we introduced the importance of having an insurance policy and things like that with regards to your financial, with regards to financial literacy, you know, and how to secure yourself. So now we're going to take it, this is like a part two to the financial literacy, and uh, tonight we're talking about the credit, you know, we're talking about the budgeting, we're going to talk about having the emergency savings, and we're going to talk a little bit about debt um, that we all know about. Mm -hmm. And um, then we hang up the phone on. Oh, shit. My mama got home. Run a number. Right. One speaker English. One right. speaker English. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to speak English tomorrow all day. No. All day. All day, every day. So, first of all, what is financial literacy? Um it is the possession of skills that allows people to make smart decisions with their money. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask Chad. Mm-hmm. What, without hearing that definition, what does it mean to you? You see what I'm saying? No, I feel you. So, <laughs> it's the financial position of being... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, financial literacy is being able to understand what to do with your money and how to do it in a way that serves your goals and your purpose in life. I like that. That was good. That's that. what I said Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. When we ate dinner, yeah. I mean breakfast, yeah. we were talking to uh-huh. our girls. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, they're young. They're teenagers. teenagers. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's important. Just jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's important to have these discussions with your children now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. You can start them as early as five years old. I mean, you know, if they they can they don't make they may not really comprehend it at the age of five, but if you give them a dollar, you get them a piggy bank, or you get them some change, and you get them a piggy bank or jug or whatever. And you just say, hey, we're going to put this money in there. So because they're in the stage of learning, they're just going to, every time they get money, they're going to want to put their money in the bank. Call it the bank, make it decorative or whatever, right? So now as they start getting older, you know, and then they're like, hey, I really want this video game, you know? And they're looking at their bank like, I got money in the bank. Show them what bank. You know? Oh, yeah. That's a setup. So, since I got money in the bank and you said, yes, sir, you know what? You do. So, we're going to make a, we're gonna make a withdrawal from your bank, okay? But remember, we got to put money back in. You got to, you, you know, that means you got to put money back in. Otherwise, you're going to be less that money. So it can kind of become a little game, but, you know, it starts becoming reality the older and older they get. 
And we all fell short because a lot of us didn't get that training. But now we older, we wiser. We can start articulating that to our children right. now. Right, right. So like, if you get that slide in, so if you get that credit card with that $500 limit, don't mean you need to spend all five hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. We didn't get that lesson. We see that. Oh, I got money. Oh, five hundred dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, y'all remember? Y'all remember when um they used to on um, come on college campus? Yes, and used to, I was a vendor. Sign up and get a t-shirt. Oh. Yo, I had a wardrobe full of t-shirts in mm. a pocket full of credit cards when I was seventeen. Mm. Or just, yeah, seventeen. They give it to me at seventeen. I, that's not supposed Don't to be right. Don't college. Yeah. You in college, you can yeah. sign up. Yeah, and, and, and um, I didn't learn about credit until I messed my credit up. Yeah. And the truth of it is that it's kind of criminal when you think about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. nobody really needs home ec, right? We got YouTube for that, right? Now. But, <laughs> but we deal with money every day. We deal with money every day, but our youths aren't being taught about how to deal with money. Right. And that really makes it beholden on us as parents, as uncles, as godparents in this community to be able to educate our kids about money because the schools aren't going to do it by design. They're already building more prisons than they are schools, so why would they teach you in school what's going to keep you out of prison? Mm-hmm. It works against their system, so we actually have to be able to be diligent and intentional about our system. Mm-hmm. At home. At home. Starting at home. Right. As with at most Word. things. You know, well, and, right. and even if you co- you don't have the best <laughs> envir- home environment, per se, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent that got children and then their friends come over, you know what I mean, have a conversation. Let Word. those children have, at least, have the opportunity that you are affording your child, or at least encourage your child or children to mm-hmm. go and pass this on to their friends, and they're going to be, because you know, hey, they, they they stick together, right? So right. let's give them something that so, actually is going to be beneficial. So, so I'm going to I'm, you know, I'm gonna jump yeah, right jump, in here, jump, jump and I'm going to say this real. So like, if you, as an adult who has children, don't know what to do, how are you expected to teach your child about financial literacy and what to do. Right. See what I'm saying? So this 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 conversation is is more than just to get the financial literacy literacy to the child. It's for us adults too. Because right. if they don't know, they're not gonna be able to Absolutely distribute that information. Out. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? And so that then back to the same the same principle applied. If yep. you're talking to, you know, for the parents that's talking to their children, hey, get in your circle with your friends and then you you, you if you are able to get some have a little bit of information, mm-hmm. pass it on. So, and yeah. that's what we're doing today right. with just a little bit of information by having someone that have a little bit more information right. that mm-hmm. they can pass it on. And at least you got a starting point mm-hmm. to call somebody that knows somebody that knows. Newsflash, if you the smartest person in your circle, you, you may need to branch out. It was a <laughs> if you're the smartest person in your circle, branch out because yeah. you need some other friends that's gonna be able to 
Word. Challenge you. Look, so, I say so it all the time. I need me some new friends. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sipping on this. Y'all cool. Y'all cool. Not my friends. Not y'all. Y'all cool. Friends, friends, friends. But, um, <laughs> like you were saying, Buddha, as a parent, what if you don't know, right? What if you just, you were never taught, right? So, first and foremost, give yourself grace. You know what I mean? We weren't taught these things in school, right? The only reason why I know is because. I messed up my credit, and then I messed up in school, and then I had to go to community college, and at community college, I met somebody that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Introduced me to the mortgage industry, and, and, and the rest is history. I learned so much that my life is forever. I could go anywhere in the country and land flat on my face. As a matter of fact, that's what happened to me here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I landed flat on my face, but with the knowledge and the skill set that I have, it doesn't matter. I'll be straight because I understand credit inside out. I understand real estate inside out. I was able to flip properties with no money down in Florida. I, I mean, I was able to, to boost my credit and build other people's credit, make them, you know, I have a business out of it. But, like, with certain skill sets, you can't go hungry, you know? Right. So, um, as a parent, if you aren't really knowledgeable, knowledgeable about finance, right, here's the beauty of it. There's uh, a few resources that I could give you right off the bat. There's a board game. You guys played Monopoly before, right? Oh, yeah. Can't beat me. What? what? That's not the point. That's oh, not the point. Oh, hey, hold on. Hold on. Hey, we got a table hey. here. I got oh. dice in my pocket. I don't have dice in my pocket. Hold on, hold on. You know what they say. When they talk real slick and fast, you got to watch them. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm from New York. So, so we jog we like we're sprinting. So, Monopoly is cool, but there's this board game called Cash Flow mm-hmm. by Robert Kiyosaki. That's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the dude that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad created this game. And it's such a dope game because Rich Dad, I mean, because cash flow goes into uh, how you start with the job and use your job to be able to generate passive income that helps you to generate cash flow, which helps you to become wealthy. So if you don't know that game, get the game, learn about it, Google it, get that game because that's the way that... You could be as ignorant as hell and your kids won't know because you're playing the game, right? But you have a kid starting out at seven years old. By the time they're 13, not only would they understand money, but they'll understand investing, they'll understand cash flow. They'll understand high-level uh, finance concepts just by playing the game, right? And another step, to, uh, another person that you could actually, matter of fact, no, I'm, I'm supporting. Ooh. Go ahead, man. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was going to say this other guy. But I believe that we have to support our own community. Mm-hmm. So what I will do is I'm going to post a couple people um, right. that are going to be good for stocks. Mm-hmm. I have people that are good for personal finance. I mean, I'm a, I'm a credit dude, right? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a credit dude and a mm-hmm. real estate guy. Um, I budget because I feel like I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't. But I don't like budgeting. But it's, it's great. It's great. It's just it's, it's a discipline. Right. It's a discipline that once you actually get into it becomes second nature and you see the value. It's so powerful because when you budget, you tell your money where to go rather than wondering where it went. Uh-huh. Simple as that. Simple as that. So, um, but yeah, um, there are a lot of different finance tools and once you actually start teaching your children about stuff that you're learning, you'll know it better, right? So, as a teacher, you'll be able to become an expert just by constantly putting that information out there. That makes sense. 
Because the more you do, you know, it's like riding that bike. You know, the more you do it, like you start riding. You know, you be sitting up riding the bike with your hands folded because you're bad now. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense. Just keep keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And you spoke about budgeting, you know, and it is more than just adding and subtracting. Right. You know, it's like delaying that gratification uh, of, you know, for the long-term peace of mind. That that, that, that is good. But it's so hard, especially like when you just, especially if you didn't, get the lesson 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know. So when you start trying to think about it, like, 40, it's like, Jesus, how am I going to... Old dog and new tricks. Right, it's like, man, you know, it's like, spare $5, and you know, you really, you know, $5 is cool when you, like, 16. But when you're 40, you need $500. You need $100. You need to be, you got to make a bigger pot to get there in a shorter distance, you know what I mean, versus doing it earlier where you had time to let them five dollars right. jump and dance. Compound, right? <laughs> so the thing about it though, I find budgeting a lot easier to do and to teach when it's when it's anchored by a goal. Right. Right? When you have your big life goals set in front of you, right? Like let's say your goal is to be a homeowner or your goal is to fuel your business. At that point when you budget, it's not just you know, zeros and ones, it's bricks and stones, you know what I'm saying, that you're going to use for your home. Like, you you actually start to see it a lot differently. So, if you do have a challenge with budgeting, I mean, you could always reach out to me, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at my website, yourcreditcoach.com, schedule a free consultation with me. Boom. And I'm going to talk you know, I walk through some of the principles in my book. I just do all of that at one time. No, wow, I, want, I want you to that's that's jump so into good. your book on so maybe good. a couple of, couple of things yeah. that you have, some of your highlighted stuff. Right? Yeah, but um, when you're anchored with by a goal, it just makes it more purposeful. It makes it something that now it's not just a matter. It's not a burden. It's a purpose. You know what I mean? So that's what I like to impart. So another way of changing the perspective of what you I got you. I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Baby, next question. Wow, sorry. I was like, <laughs> so when we're talking about liter- financial literacy, of course, you know, how, in your opinion, how many, what's the percentage, I should say, of Americans that you think have an emergency savings for um, something like $1,000? Not enough. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't have $1,000 slot together at this. If if their if their transmission blew tomorrow, you better expect a phone call asking to borrow a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? That's bitch. Go fund me. Yeah, go fund me for somebody's transmission. And it's unfortunate, yeah. but that's a function of people not actually planning planning their lives in any way, planning their finances or planning their future. Right? And um it, it is it is really sad because um most people are living check to check yeah. and if you just took the time to really figure out where you're going financially, you'd be surprised how clear it is because a lot of the times, it's a matter of sacrificing something small to work towards something bigger, you know? Okay. Yeah, and one thing that I would say is that if you aren't a homeowner now, you better put that on your bucket list for like the next year, next two years, especially next year because you ain't here from, you ain't here from me, but this real estate market's about to come down. It has to. That's what I'm waiting on. Oh, it has to. It has to. I, I mean, I bought a lot of houses before the recession, and I remember a telltale sign of everything dropping was the fact that 
the, the financing requirements change. And right now, their financing changes because now the credit scores are higher that they're asking for. The underwriting is more rigid because the banks are tightening up because they can't afford to just lose bread like that. Uh-oh. And with that being said, there's opportunity on the horizon. If you haven't bought a house, it's your blessing because there's opportunity six, eight months from now. And if you position yourself well from now, oh man, you're going to get a deal of a lifetime, I believe. That's what my gut telling me. 100%. I feel, I, mean, I, I, I bet it all on black. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be a, a complete crash. Nah. It won't be that, nah. but it's definitely going to be worth the wait. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, because just so much going on right now. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. it's going to definitely be a turn. Because I'll say this much, right? Mm-hmm. What's happening right now is that the economy is being held up by the stimulus packages. Mm-hmm. It's being held up by all of these non low interest and non interest business loans. So it's being supported artificially. When all of those support systems drop, then it's gonna be a scramble for property because right now, if you were to go buy look for a house anywhere in Central Florida, if you're not coming with full asking price, don't come at all, right? But a lot of the people that are in the market right now, now that the credit requirement is higher, a lot of people fell out of the market. So those homeowners who were thinking that they would get full asking price mm-hmm. are now going to have to compromise. And as more and more buyers fall out of the market and financing becomes harder to come by. As it will because and, they're going to lose people losing their jobs. And so many people losing their jobs, they're homeowners, right? You know, when there's blood in the street, there's opportunity somewhere else. It's a sad yeah, trash, trash, trash is a sad thing, but step over the body and keep moving. Right. Yeah. And so with the with the with the question I was at I asked, you know, I was I looked into the the emergency, you know, uh just a thousand dollars. so in two in twenty eighteen only 39% said they would be able to cover a $1,000 setback mm. using savings. Wow. But then in 2020, it increased slightly um, to 41%. That's pre-corona. That's pre-corona. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was January. Oh, yeah. So that now... That's a whole different story right now. It's, you know, otherwise... People would normally have to, they would do it based on a credit card, mm-hmm. like using a credit card. Like uh, There's like 19%. Right. Um, 13% would be uh, reduced to spending on other things, borrowing it, 12% mm-hmm. borrowing it from friends, and 5% would take out a loan to cover that $1,000. Yep. Uh, you know, so it's like. You know, and, and, and that's that's nationwide statistics, right? Yeah, this and our community, Americans, and our community is different, even worse. This is significantly lower, right? You know, so we have to be a lot more intentional and diligent about how we move our money, mm-hmm. right? Like, right, right. Somebody was saying, uh, there's a slowdown of what's coming in our office, which means there's a slowdown in construction coming. Mm, what do they do? Scary. Uh, what you? I mean, I don't know. What do you do, Don? What do you do? There's a slowdown construction. He might be an appraiser. He might be a um, an inspector. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's time to get that money, man. I'm trying to tell you. Thank you, Don, for for validating 
my, my ramblings. I have mm-hmm. to be thankful because in my line of work, mm-hmm. my which could hey the floor could be pulled from underneath me. You know I'm not covered. <laughs> you know that where that that much where I I can't be touched. But I give humble thanks Architect. because architects see that right <laughs> for the building of new homes. But with what I'm with what I do, I'm in the construction industry. But for now. Oh, monies for our construction with what I do is kind of tied to uh, other monies, uh, homeowners' monies. So, but what scary part is with the new taxes, Mm. when it's time to vote again, people may not be so inclined to Mm. vote for that referendum mm-hmm. for them to be taken even though it's like a half penny right. it may it may you know those are things we have to look at well, one of our one of our simples asked a question so I want you to interpret this in your own way uh-huh. he said it's time to buy buy back the block Woo. buy back the block so what buy back mean? the block what does that mean for you Man, what, mm-hmm. that, what that means is that all right, and, and this is this is I'm man out. That, I'm, gonna take a, I'm gonna take a sip. Right? That's what I'm talking about. It's time to buy back the block, and what what, what I see that as mm-hmm. is us moving as a community to be able to support each other first and foremost. Mm-hmm. There's this buy black movement, right? And that's in terms of all kind of different businesses, and that's something that we need to to, to implement as a lifestyle, not a moment, not a movement, but as a lifestyle. And it's nothing, it's no slight to any other communities, but the bottom line, if you spend money in a Jamaican restaurant, chances are Winston's son Donovan is going to go to school with your son, and if Winston's son Donovan ends up being able to, you know, climb the ladder, and he knows your son, he could pull him up, right? If you're supporting, you know what I'm saying, a a beauty salon, a black-owned beauty salon, chances are her daughter is now going to be able to, if she's able to generate wealth, right, her daughter's going to become wealthy. And there's more, it's more likely that she's going to be friends with your daughter than Karen's daughter is going to be friends with your daughter, right? Aha! Right? Aha! Karen's daughter <laughs> business about your daughter. Meanwhile, your black hairstylist's daughter, they could be friends and they could lift each other up. So us supporting black businesses, lifting ourselves up, just not directly, it's indirectly lifting ourselves up. You're giving them money to be able to renovate their house, and when they renovate their house, guess what's going to happen to the value of your house? It's going to go up, because now the property values are going up. It's essential that we support each other's businesses. Beyond that now, buying the block speaks to um, us coming together and pooling our resources. Can I tell you what I feel is a big issue? Tell it. Black community. Tell it. I have an issue too, right? Tell it. We don't support each other. When I say support each other, right, there are too many many chiefs and not enough Indians. Everybody want to be the boss even if you don't know what you're talking about. Cut it out, man. Be humble and be able to support somebody's vision so that they can support your vision further on down the line. Yep. Be willing to to pay somebody the full price on their business Rather than always trying to haggle and hustle for a break. Okay, when you're not doing that at Karen's husband's store. You're not. Pay that money. Pay, pay the price. Right, man. Because you help. You know what I'm You help with them. Period. And at the same time now, if people are supporting your business, come with the quality customer service. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Woo! 
and that's and that's, that's real. That's particularly to Winston and Donovan and them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the, no. Actually, Jamaican restaurants out here are semi. They they are. They're not as bad. They're not. They're really not. They're that not bad. that rude. In, you, people interpret it as being rude because they don't understand it's a cultural. Some things nah, are cultural. Ain't. Some things. I'm nah. not saying all. They're, they're notorious. They're not. But it's, their food is the best in the world. They are right. right. Jamaican food is the best in the world. But anyway, so <laughs> so well, hold on. Well, we know where you stand on this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying in terms of food, bro. My big side is Trini. My other yeah. side is Jamaican. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best food in the world. I remember I used to do mortgages, and I took all of my my white coworkers, the Jewish dudes, and they had jerk chicken every day. We go get jerk chicken every day. They was just hooked from that moment. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So. It's important for us to be able to pool resources, right? And what's required to pool resources to be able to buy property, whether it's residential or commercial properties, is trust. Yes. And integrity. Absolutely. We have to be able to have a clear-cut game plan for what we're doing financially, right? Right. Um, And then from there, be able to communicate it clearly and then stand by what you say. Absolutely. Once you're able to stand by what you say the first time, if you had three partners, the next time you'll be able to get six investors. Right. The next day you'll be able to get 20 investors. Right. And before long, people will be running to give you money because your word is good. That's right. See what I'm saying? You got to show it, you know. Like the, they just said, um, how, where did it go? Uh, it's time to build a new block from scratch, build our own city. Theoretically, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool, but let's let's go and read. We don't own houses. How are we going to own a city if we don't own no houses? Right. Damn. We need to get the and I like, I like what you. I like how you're thinking. Absolutely. But, but get what's in existence that's boarded up. All of the, you know, the, the boards up. It look like something. And let's, right let's, then, make, it, let's make it, take it back. <laughs> you know, and it don't even have to necessarily be in like mm-hmm. say the downtown area Word. because you know what happened. They're going to start raising the rents and you know, if you don't own it or whatever. So let's go to another area where it's not it's a it's a up and coming type of thing and 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 make it be the next new city, our own new city. You know, that's what you want to call it. So you you mentioned about flipping houses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned about flipping houses earlier. Well, let's go with it. Let's go with it. So you mentioned about flipping houses. So if you are a person who uh, don't have the money and you're always what are some of the things that people second that when you come, oh. come that people second guess about getting into that side, that side of the business? Okay, well, that makes sense. It may, so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's understandable, right? If you don't have money, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy that house." But mm-hmm. let me tell you what I did. When was this? Uh, like, I don't remember. Like maybe April of last year. So April of last year, I came across a property where a lady had died and her son was left in the property. I was able to take over the mortgage, pay him cash, and I had a house just like that. I owned the house. I paid him cash. Right? I gave him $10,000 cash, but I didn't have to take out a mortgage. I didn't have to you know, qualify for a whole new loan. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't cost me fifty thousand dollars. It just cost me ten. It had so it had equity in it. Put a little renovation in it, and I flipped it. Now, even if you don't have the ten thousand dollars to give him, you can holler at me. We could partner. Um, there are other people. They're group. 
grandmas have money if you have a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, if you could honestly say that grandma, your mom, is, your money is safe because of, right? Or you can reach out to me. I have a lot of resources in the real estate industry out here. You know I mean? I'm, I'm relatively fresh, but I find it. I get to it, right? So what that means is if you have an opportunity, if you have a property, meaning you come across a family member who needs to sell a house and they don't want to list it with a realtor, they want cash. You know someone who passed away or you know a property that's vacant. That's where the money is. If you see a property that has high grass, right, or like coming from New York, um, if you saw a house that wasn't shoveled when all the other houses had their snow shoveled in the winter, you knew that that property is vacant. Those are that's where you can get your that's where you can make money even if you have little or no money. And I'm actually working on my second book right now, which is about real estate investing, and I mm -hmm. do a live on Tuesday, right? Because mm -hmm. we're talking about this, and I'll talk okay. about it later, right? Okay. I have a lot of information and I'm just giving it away right. because we got to do something to change the tide of where we are as black people. And that means that each one of us have something to offer and whatever that is, we got to give it away, man. We got yeah. to donate it to the community. And for me, it's knowledge about real estate. And a part of what I was speaking about last night is how do you find good deals? Whether you're looking to buy your first home or get involved with real estate investing, the good deals are properties that are off market. If it's on the MLS, there's too much competition. So you're gonna have to pay top dollar. You're gonna have to qualify conventionally, meaning you need the credit, you need the money, you need the job. But if you find a house, for example, where there's a distressed situation and somebody needs a few dollars right now, whether it's 5,000, 10,000, or they just need someone to take over the burden of the mortgage. If you know how to, if you know how to handle that kind of a situation, Man, you could you could see yourself make a five figure payday um, just by having the knowledge or knowing the person who has the knowledge. <coughs> it's not corona. Well, well, I'm just well, me. well, well. It, I, I like that. I like how you slid that back in. Boom, boom, boom. Well, you like Tyson? Ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, baby? No. Bro, what do people say? Hold up with the Jamaican bashing. They was laughing. Idea and you don't have a business plan. 
you don't have it mapped out. You don't have one T crossed and there's not a dot on any of your eyes. Who you want to invest in you? Or, or. Right. I've known you all your life and you want shit. And what, <laughs> oh, you want to shit? Oh, you want to shit? Like, give me money. Oh, that's what you're waiting for. And here's the thing about it. If you haven't been shit your whole life, it's okay. You can make the decision to change. Mm-hmm. Just don't expect everybody to believe you right away. Right. But if you stick with it and stay true you to the new you. Yeah, you got to fight for it. You got to fight for it. You, you know what I'm saying? So, stay true to who you are. Because they're always waiting for your downfall like Biggie said. <laughs> oh man, making me feel like home. Oh, so much so that. Hey, so much so that. Yeah, Jewish people live it as a lifestyle. It's okay, just leave it right there. Slow down <laughs> means funding. If more groups become investors, essentially you can save them at pennies on the dollar. Run that one more time, the last part in particular. All right. That was a good point. Essentially, and I, and I for that. All right, so slow down. Slow down means funding. The slow down mm-hmm. means funding. So if more groups become investors, essentially you can save them at pennies on the dollar. 100%. 100%. Now, let me tell you something about my experience with Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Jewish friend that's like a brother to me. And... Um, <laughs> and he held me down. I'll just say he really looked out for me when I needed him, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember we, we've been friends now for 15 years. And it's been 18 years, actually. But long story short, I did I used to do mortgages, as I said before. And I had this one loan. Mm-hmm. And I called a dude up, and I sold the loan over the phone. Phenomenal, right? It was supposed to be a $10,000 fee. Right, so I had to go to his house, collect his documents, have him sign some paperwork. We'd be closing in about three weeks. Went to the guy's house, answered the door, yarmulke and suspenders, and, and the strings that hang out of their pants for their prayers, right? Mm-hmm. And looks at me with such disdain and disgust. He must have thought, because my name was Chad, that I was going to be, you know, I mean, it's African name, though, people. Come on now. And he thought he was a Nabisco friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Bottom line is that this dude refused to do business with me because of who I was. Now, I want to say it was because I was black, but let's not say that. I passed, the, I passed over the loan to my boy Dave Jacobson, who is Jewish. Dave just sold the deal in 13 seconds. Got a $10,000 commission. Of course, he broke me off, but they're so committed to this idea of building their own community uh-huh. that they're going to spend money. If anyone's getting paid, it's going to be... They're going to fight, they're going to argue, they're going to curse each other out if they have to. That's all right. They're going to negotiate to the, to the, they're going to break a penny in half if they have to. But when that penny is broken, it's going to you. It's going to their community. Yeah. We have to start implementing that. But beyond that, I'm going to tell you the power of the Jewish community. Like, like my, I don't even know who said it, but that brilliant person said, they put their money together. Yeah. They put their money together. Not any one of them at the beginning is rich. But they have a collective vision. They have a collective purpose that when they come together, you get you come with your twenty thousand, you come with your ten, you come with your seven. I bring that to the table, and then we're gonna go buy up the black neighborhood, and then we're gonna gentrify it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. I remember when Bed Stuy was a slum. Marcy Projects with Jay Z come from talk about it all the time selling drugs. It was a slum. 
You can't find a house for less than eight hundred thousand in Bed Stuy right now. Those brownstones are going for two point five, three, four mil right now. When you couldn't sell them fifteen years ago, you couldn't. Wow. So we could actually have that kind of an impact if we stop crabbing in the barrel, and if we just follow the person that has the vision. Follow the person that has the vision and, and trust a little bit. We gotta. We got to roll the dice. We have to if we're going to win it all. And I say that, you know, ultimately, we already know there's, it's going to be, it's going to be those people. All right. I'm not, we don't need to put our energy into those people that are not supporting. There's a pool of people that want to do something. Yeah. Those are the people you put your energy in. Those are the people you, you, you summon because What's gonna happen, like you were saying, once it once they see something is happening, mm -hmm. then they're gonna want to become a part of it. No problem. We you know, we're gonna we lock this down, like right. you say, we right. have this this area. So then when the next wave of development comes into play, we now got a new pool of people right. that's ready to rock and roll. Right. So it's fine. Right. And for those who has these aspirations, right, don't get hurt and offended if it ain't your family member, your close friend that are the ones that are not supporting you. Because you usually tend to leave when you got an idea, you think of some things, you're putting, it, putting a plan in place and you start moving, you kind of got an idea, though, a tendency to lean on the people you know first. And if they ain't grasping at it, they usually cause the setback. You know what I'm saying? Instead of understanding that your vision might be bigger than them. You may not understand. Point. That's a really good point, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, because it's going to happen. It's notorious to happen. That was one of the biggest things. We, I, oh, we faced that today. I yeah. have to remind him. I do not care about what they is and ain't doing. You know, because his thing is like, I won't do them done a bit. You get it, because it's bothering with you. Go ahead, go ahead. I tell them, I'm like, look, I, I don't care. You know, it's like, you know, they're going to they gonna want to be on with, with us. They're going to go with me. No, I, first of all, I'm already blowed up. All right? I'm blowed up. My setup, my setup is a little different, though, baby. Right. I know it is. I gotta appreciate being blowed up now. Blowed up. So when I blew blew up some more, I just blew it. Blowed 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 it. I think that with that whole mentality that you're speaking about, I think what really, um, 
And if you don't mind, I'm gonna jump into this because I've been Slide pissed. In. I've been mad, yo. I've been so <laughs> tight. You know, um, and I've been trying to. I, I, I remember like a month ago, I tried to avoid social media because I knew I'd get mad. But this this whole energy, something's happening. Mm-hmm. Something serious and significant is happening right now, and we have two choices. We can get mad, stay mad, or get mad and do something about it. I'm doing something about it, right? So for me, what that looks like is, as I mentioned before, every mm-hmm. Tuesday, I uh, just started last night, but it was an amazing turnout, and I was on there for like almost, if you check my live, Chad Murray, check out my live from last night. It was so crazy. I even, I fought it at the beginning, because I didn't know I was live. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. No, oh, I got to do it. Oh, that was <laughs> But Man, after that, like your intro. after that, it got so good because, I mean, <laughs> it got so good because the truth of the matter is that I've been in the game for my whole adult life, and I understand it well. And the thing is, I always, you know, I created this book, I created programs and all of this stuff, but I always think about monetizing. But if we really want to get somewhere, we really have to give, guys. We got to give, man. We got to change our whole perspective as to how what success looks like. If we're just focus, focusing on individual success, we're going to be clawing and scraping and trying to get by. Mm-hmm. If we're focused on the success of the person next to you, the, you, you, you know what I'm saying, the person that you know got your back, if you're focusing on the success of your community, it looks like being generous. And that means that it could be generous from money. And if you don't have money, it's informational links, right? And what I, what's been blessing my life is I've lived in three states in the last five years, right? And I have contacts all over the country now. So now when people say, yo, I need someone to do this, oh, word, okay, cool, boom. All day, I'm just passing out referrals and hitting people up. I got a, I got a, um, a card <clears throat> two days ago with $200 for a referral that I've, I've set somebody up with. For, I don't even know what. And I just got $200. And it's like, okay, that's telling me, that's the universe saying, keep on giving. And it's just so fulfilling when you give, give, give what you got because you're valuable, man. Mm. Whoever you are, if you're here with us sipping, you are valuable and you have something that the world needs. And it's important that you get out of your own way and start giving it. Because once you keep giving it, what you need is going to find you just because that's how the universe flows. And what I want to talk about, if we can, home ownership, first time home ownership. Okay. And it's so important because if you're renting right now and you're paying a thousand dollars a month and you rent for the next 30 years or collectively 30 years, it's $360,000 that you're going to spend over the course of 30 years renting, paying off somebody else's mortgage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take too much more to qualify for a mortgage than it does to qualify for an apartment right now. Is anybody out there had their credit check for an apartment, right? And when you go for an apartment, they need good credit. So if you've had uh, an eviction or whatever, that can shut you down. An eviction is not gonna stop you from getting the mortgage if your credit score is high enough. Take the time to speak to a mortgage professional. If you need help, I can refer you. If you have a friend, call them. Spend time with them and figure out what you need to do from where you are. How much income do you need to make to get the house that you want? How much money do you have to save to be able to get the house that you want? How high does your credit have to be to be able to get the house that you want? The answer to the last one is a 640 credit score. 
That's not impossible. That's very, very feasible. And as a matter of fact, all of it is. All of it is. And I'll give you one resource right now, or one tip right now. If you've been at your job for a significant amount of time and you've built up a solid little retirement, that's your down payment money. So if you don't have cash in your pocket, if you don't have a thousand dollars saved, 401k. You could use your 401k for a down payment. You could use the cash value of your life insurance for a down payment. You could use gifted funds from a family member or a friend for a down payment. Get yourself a house, man. Get yourself a house. And if credit is a challenge, it's not anymore because you got me and you got my book. Or you could get my book. And where can they obtain the book? You could get my book from Amazon. It's called The Credit Building Blueprint. Or you could even go to my... Actually, it's not that. Um, you, could, you could actually go to my website, schedule a consultation, and I'll break down a whole half an hour of a free consultation all through your whole credit report just because it's free. Just because. I mean, you probably sign up with me. But even if you don't, it's all good. Come for free because I'm going to drop so many jewels. My goal is to get you 20 to 50 points in the conversation just because I'm feeling myself. Let's just, I mean, I know I'm good at it, so I just like to be able to just, you know, not nah, but no. Seriously, I care about people. And I want to I be able to share what's going to improve Absolutely. your life. Okay? Absolutely. For real. So what's and I'm crazy. Well, so what some of the people say, baby? So the people, like, there are loans that require no down payment. Mm -hmm. We have to help build up our brothers and sisters so we grow stronger as people. Mm. Group success. Now you're preaching. Mm. Family and friends are not the first people you should introduce any business to. <laughs> they see you as you are not essentially who or where you're trying to go. That's an interesting. That's an interesting point, but don't be limited by that. It's not a fact. Right, right. Because it's those ones that you yeah, want. Don't, to. don't get discouraged by your family. Right. That don't get discouraged by them because you got to remember, like, like was that the queen? Was she a queen? Yeah, it sounded like the queen. That's no, like that. no, that was that was twenty five eight. That's said that comment. Yes, God. Yeah. Whoever said it. The the point is, you don't want to get you don't want to get discouraged and thrown off from your goal because your family doesn't buy in. But I mean, for me, when I started doing mortgages, um, mm -hmm. and I keep on bringing this up, but this was like my entry into like the whole world of real estate, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the first person I ended up hiring was my cousin. The second person I ended up hiring was like my friend. So by the time I was in the business for six months. I ended up having like 10 of my friends working for me, right? After like three years, I had 100 people working for me and like 30 of them were my family and friends. My sister worked for me. I had to fire my sister. It was kind of, kind of sad. That was, hey man, that's the old code. I had to. <laughs> I was serious about my business. You know? Okay, yeah, I feel you. You know, but this we, is we, 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 that's your baby. But my sister and I are doing business today together again. So She learned from that. We learned from she that. Definitely. Everybody go. Yeah. Absolutely. But I get it. So don't just don't don't count out family, but don't get thrown off by them either. That's mm -hmm. good. That's good. So when we're talking about financial literacy, we're talking about, you know, long term. I mean, you know, living now, yeah. but preparing for long term. And it's not necessarily that you're going to be doing savings for retirement, per se. Mm -hmm. You could be just having a savings. You may want to go on a trip. You may want to buy a house. You may want to buy a car. You may want to buy land. You may want to buy a building. You may want to save for your child's graduation or college. You know, there's so many right, different reasons to actually have a savings uh, and again, it's mm -hmm. just as important to have an emergency savings. So I was talking to that guy earlier this week, baby. 
and he he made some interesting points for him and his family and what he did. So when they were younger, they just, the couple when they were younger they had kids. They decided to, to take their um, tax returns, right? And instead of spending here or there, they put it in their kids. They split. They had three kids. They split it up three ways. They put it in the put it in their accounts. Created accounts. Put it in their accounts. Bam! By the time they turned eighteen, all of them had like seventy thousand dollars. But it started with an idea of not taking that money right off top and do what the hell you want to do right. with it and start investing in the people that you invested in the things that you thought was the most important. Right. Now you could also take that idea if you're a new new parent and may 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 work for you or it may not. Right. But those are ideas that sparks a chain of ideas that you know I just wish I had <laughs> that you know I, I had it but I had to live in the in the moment, so I yeah. had to do so much because of just choices mm-hmm. to raise my kids and provide and things like that. So, but I just really wish when I was getting a nice chunk of so, <laughs> tax return that I would just invest. So, in a so here's the thing: though. Mm-hmm. what's happening right now with tax returns, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, I have friends that do that um, that have different kind of businesses in tax season. We market to black people. Like credit repair, I'm off to black people. My people that sell shoes, they're off to black people. My my um, homegirls that sell weaves and all kind of other things that are not essential to your life, we're marketing to you because you're gonna throw that money away. You're gonna just give it up. You're gonna just give it up. We're not talking about like essential things. You're gonna right. buy something stupid, right. car, not, TV, not, not a fact, not liver room sets, not you, the person next to you. <laughs> but a lot of us are buying stupid things with that tax return yeah. to impress people, to spend money that you don't have to impress people that you don't like. Come on, y'all. All right. Yeah, we got but, but now, but now with that being said, if if that is you, you get to make a conscious choice, a conscious decision as to who you want to be. Do you want to keep on living that lifestyle where every single year you get this money to blow it? Right. Well, this money is going to be an impact on your legacy. And that's what you get to choose because home ownership is not that far away. It's three and a half percent and a few credit points away from being a reality for you. Three and a half percent on a down payment. Three and a half, not 10%, not 20%, three and a half. You probably have that in your retirement account. And if you don't have it, maybe your mom, maybe your grandma has it. But if you have a plan to do it, it could be real. Just you don't need that new Brazilian body weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, go back, take a step back, and go back to what you said, baby. You know that delay. You or said something. You said something earlier about budgeting, delaying the gratification for a long term mm-hmm. peace of mind. Right? You said that, mm-hmm. but then you turned around and you said, and I'm, I'm leading, I'm, I'm hearing you mm-hmm. now. And you say it's tough when you get that tax return to to want to live in the future, right? Mm-hmm. When you need things. Right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how, you know, what are some of the things that you have to sacrifice Well, a single mom? Being a speak <laughs> what I would say because I've been in though in that in the in the in that position, I would say to someone, let's figure out how to get your life structured now, like mm-hmm. in your everyday operations right, right. so that when you get your taxes, it's you're crazy. not it's it's not where you trying to fix a whole 
previous year of shit. So let's figure out in your right now, how can we get you at least on a level playing field so, to be able to have a little bit more. You know, okay, You let's say you get $10,000 back. Ooh. You know, you got three kids, you get $10,000 back. Boom. You can play, go play with $1,000. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Be great, all right? Maybe two. Fucking two, you probably. Just saying. Two, no, you said just one. Said one. one. I'm just saying, you got eight. Two turns into up. three. No, three turns into I'm saying you're going to put a thousand on you just or keep working. a few hundred on you. Just keep working what you working. got and keep everything else in the bag. You might need something, something, all right? But don't make it every year. You don't need the TV so every you, year. So you don't you. need these so, things so every I'm year. So I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I'm going to put this out there to the people so I understand. You can say you might need something, but you've always needed that thing. Well, you had it, and you survived without it. You survived. You survived without it. You survived. Right, but I'm just—I don't know. I'm just using an example because I know that me being a single parent with three kids, there were certain things that no, I didn't need. A, I didn't need a TV, <coughs> but I I do need to go ahead and get my kids. You know, get them up a pair, a couple pair of shoes at least for three months. You know, because we know kids shoes. You know, they grow. But just get certain essentials mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. That's why I say, okay, you spend a thousand dollars or whatever, you know, and so be and be. That, that list of essentials just grew. So man, it used to be grocery stores and Walmart. Yeah. And but you you already eating every nah, day, so nah, you, can't, you can't stop power. So not nails. So, here, so here's my yeah. issue, right? I'm not having an issue. But here's my issue because we're all minorities, right? Mm-hmm. So I was taught. You were probably taught. You were probably taught. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing. Kind of keep whatever you whatever you hold close to you, to you, and don't let somebody else know because they might take advantage of it, right? So, how do you, as you said earlier, ask for this help from somebody you don't know when you already don't trust nobody? Because most black people ain't as trusting. You got to get trusting, out your own way. Ain't as trusting as they want somebody to trust them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So here he is, here is, yo, I need help with my credit. So I'm going to go to the credit man to help me with my credit, and I'm going to be okay with it when they feel like they don't want to tell nobody anything about what's going on with them, period. You see what I'm saying? So here's a, it's a yin and yang. It's always pulling against each other. They don't want to, you know, put their business But I there. see the opposite. I see that. I've been seeing lately, I should say, the opposite of that. Where if I if it worked for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first of all, I'm going to my mama, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, my immediate loved one, my family and friends, you know, and I'm gonna be like, look, I don't know what your situation is, mm-hmm. but I know what worked for me. Yeah. So and so you need to call so, this person because I've now established mm-hmm. a relationship and a rapport that this person mm-hmm. is going to do the right thing. Right. What you just you saw, know. what you just saw just now is the truth. Mm-hmm. Woman, black woman would get the help they need and tell everybody about it. Mm-hmm. Black men are going to suffer in silence. I don't have many black men clients. I have, I have, about 200 and 
almost 250, 250 clients right now. Few black men, just a couple, just a few. They want to do, I speak to a lot of them, but you know how the conversation ends? Okay, yeah, 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 no doubt. I, I can do it myself. <laughs> well, see, do you think that's something that we were taught as kids, how to grow up? I'm just asking. I think I think that I think that it's I, I think that it's it's what not so much that we were just taught as kids. It was we were taught in our lives that we can't rely on people. Black men. We had to be strong. Yo, you know, I'm gonna tell you. I feel our queens out there. Y'all gotta hold us down. Yeah. Okay. Y'all gotta hold us down, man. Eyes tied, boss. Right, because black men, y'all don't even understand like the, the amount of pressure that we carry. Mm. The amount of pressure that brothers carry. Like we smile and we look cool, we look beautiful, and we lay the um, you know. We do our thing. Oof. <laughs> what, what you putting this thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's simply the conversation. <laughs> but truth be told, we, yo, we, we, we have a lot of pressure and a lot of strain that y'all would never know. We, don't, we need to do better communicating it. But it's highlighted in things like that. It's highlighted in the fact that black men don't trust anybody else to do anything for them. Which limits anything we can do. Is it because, because you can't fly with one wing. You can't clap with or, one hand. Or do you think that it makes us seem weak? Um, it, it's, yeah. uh, you know, that's <laughs> it. We don't want to look weak, right? And when well, I who look, are you looking weak too? See, like you said, we, we, we doing these things to impress people that we don't even like. So who are we looking weak to? Who are you looking weak to? Because look, if you get your your tribe of, of your your clique, your your homies or whatever, look, dog, blah blah blah, like just the same way that that unity that's that with women, you know. But then you are gonna come and pour, like you say, pour that to your woman or to the women to like try to hold it down, and then we like, God damn. It's hard. I know y'all got a big job, yo. So instead of looking at it, we got to y'all changing the narrative. Y'all got to stop looking at it. Like, this the new strength. Like, instead of being looked at it, change it around like this the new strength. That's how you teach these little young fellas what's not weak. Let me tell you about what that is, though, right? Tamir Rice was 12 years old when he got gunned down by the police. Not one law was changed. 12-year-old boy was shot down, killed, dead. Black America cried. The rest of the world didn't give to it. Mm-hmm. If they don't care about a 12-year-old boy, think about how we feel as a, as a, you know what I'm saying, fully grown black man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we feel, I mean, not tell me if I'm wrong, brother. Tell me if I'm wrong, Buddha, but we feel like nobody gives, nobody cares about us. Our queens look out for us. Our queens care, but their patience is limited, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard for us to go out and trust. And then... There's so many brothers who are are so committed to hustling that they don't take the time to learn, right? They don't take their time to learn a craft because they're not willing to sit at the feet of a master and learn how to be great at something. So they hustle, 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 mm-hmm. mess up the money, mess up the money, mess up the money. It's hard to trust them. They have the right ambition and the spirit, but they don't have the right understanding of what they're doing. It happens too often, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of issues as black men that we have to deal with. We have a lot of issues as a community that we have to deal with. But I think that in terms of addressing it, it really starts individually. Right. We're taking responsibility for our homes and our finances. Right. You could take responsibility for your budget, right? As a man, you could take responsibility for your finances. And then from there, once you actually have a plan of action, mm-hmm. get your house. And I can't emphasize that enough. And if anyone has any home buying questions, as a matter of fact, let me give you this, right? 
if you do want to buy a house, there are different programs that offer um, down payment assistance. Uh, in order to get access to down payment assistance, if you're in Central Florida, there are a few organization, uh, organizations. One is called the Central Florida Urban League. The Urban League has a down payment assistance program, and I think they're doing it online right now. Mm -hmm. There's also a program called HANDS, H-A-N-D-S, that does down payment assistance. There's also a program called NACA, um, N-A-C-A. And all of these programs offer down payment assistance. It's income driven. So if you don't make a lot of money, these are the companies that are, these are the organizations that are going to help make home ownership a reality for you. And if you don't find your dream home, your first home, it's all good. You're renting right now or, or, or less, right? Get into a house, build up some equity. And if you don't like where you are right now, you can sell that house in a couple of years, take that money and put it down on a bigger house. Build your dreams up, but get into a crib. It's essential. That's what's up. Because once you get into a house, your kids see that. And now their reality has changed. They don't know landlords and get out when we're ready to have you out. They have home ownership and this is my room and this is my space. So let's change the narrative by getting into a house. That's the first place to start. The way you make that happen is to start budgeting but when you budget, budget with home ownership as your, as your goal. Yeah. Speak to a mortgage banker. Speak to a realtor. Get knowledgeable about the process. Speak to me. Because I just love to, I, I love it. I love to talk about this stuff. I'm very enthusiastic about it. And I know I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen people that I've trained become millionaires. Right? I've seen people that I've taught buy one house, then another, then another. I've seen people just buy a house and have a new reality for their family. And you can do it, man. There's nothing stopping you except for your own limitations. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, so we're going to close, but I want to mm. read this last um, comment, what uh, one of the queens said, the oh, birthday queen. queen. Birthday queen. Says, you look weak with your weak-ass credit and lack of home ownership. Damn. That's what she's saying. So, so I'm asking this question, baby. Ooh. So if I'm trying to holler at you and I say I own a home, I should be allowed to get in the gate.
Get in your budget. Get in your savings. Get in the emergency oh savings. Getting all of those things in alignment. Mm. Educating not just yourself, but mm. educating your children so that you can have that legacy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's something to have for now mm. and for later on. And that's like Mr. Buddha would always say is how we change the narrative. Is that fifteen hundred and fifteen people or Okay, you see it. You see it. That's that fifteen hundred people. Thank you all fifteen hundred people. We always love you coming in, checking us out. Because it's real life, real talk, real people. You understand? That's what we bring What you got, Buddha? So um before I throw that out of you, Chad, do his last little bit of thing. So um Baby, you said it well, but my question is, how do we change? So what do we do after the protest, right? What do we do after the injustice and all that? So here, here's the thing, right? Y'all want Black Wall Street mm. back. You want all this other stuff back. But guess what? It starts at ground level. You need the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? You need the blueprint. So let's get the blueprint. You don't have to be, you don't have to ask Jay-Z or these millionaires on what to do and need to get their money up. You need to understand where you at at your level right. and how to get your money up to get your community, because they don't know your community. Right. They know their community. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> here's the steps. Ground level. You want to buy your community back? He's giving you ideas on how to do that. Absolutely. We got to listen. Understand and apply. Absolutely. Mm. Straight. Straight like that. Ali. Any last words? <laughs> no, I can say, Buddha and baby, I'm so grateful for having, having an opportunity to connect with you, the sippers, and also to sip with you. <laughs> and um, like really and truly, I feel so, this is a beautiful moment. As hard as it is, as much as we're being challenged and seeing racism in our face live and, live and direct, it's an opportunity for us to look within, look within ourselves individually and look within our own community because everything that we need is right here within us. Yeah. The food we want, the clothes we want, the, the styles and everything that we need, we can do it. Now, if we can keep that energy together and move it towards real estate, move it towards business, move it towards investing, because if you're interested in investing, I got people that do that too. And like, our community is rich, not right now with dollars, but with opportunity, ideas, and passion. Absolutely. And if you have any of those things, man, just stay true to who you are and stay true to your peoples and give what you got. If you're a teacher, tutor some more kids. If you're a, if you're a construction worker, go ahead and help some people build a house. Or when, when the time is right, you give your services when you can. Any kind of services, it goes give a long way. Give it up. Way. Yo, give it it up. Get at it. Stop thinking about. Let's stop thinking about the the right now money. Because to be honest with you, our generation is just about a wash, right? Like we're gonna see incremental change, but it's only gonna be. It's gonna, you know, if we want to have change for our children, I don't want my son, I don't want my son, my three year old son, to have to have this same conversation that we having. Uh, right now in this moment because the change that his pops made. We can make the change today by supporting each other. Yes, coming right. together, pooling our money, pooling our resources, giving up the resources that you have to share it. Be generous. 
And we'll be able to see a change that's going to last for generations to come. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can buy my book. And you can buy the book. And you can schedule a free consultation. And you can schedule a free consultation. It's free. It's free. Okay. At (laughs) yourcreditcoach.com. It is posted. All right. So thank you, Sippers, for tuning in. Thank you for hanging in there. You know how to find us, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Every Wednesday, seven. uh, I would say seven forty-five. Every Wednesday at eight p.m. That's the old time. Eight p.m. Okay. Come here at eight p.m. on Wednesdays. And if in doubt, www.bootandbaby.com. Yeah. That's where you can find us. That is our web page. If you are in doubt, Google us. Sipping in conversations. Okay. Um, we'll be on all the platforms, but again, if you have a topic or a story or you have a question that you would like to see on an upcoming show, again, go to www.buddhaandbaby.com and you go to the topic submittal tab and then, you know what I'm saying? And then we're going to be able to talk about it. If you want to hear any more information about, you know, Chad or any anything uh if you can provide your services or you have information that you want to get out to the to, to the simples we can get you on the show just the same okay and we will we're ready to receive you so drop that comment as well on the topic submittal you can uh, add add all that information and we'll be able to get in touch with you and set something up soon all right so Next time, next week, same energy. That's what I'm talking about. Same energy. You know, give it to me. That's what I want. Get the people what they want. I'm ready. More can I'm not. That shit ain't no reason to talk like you better than me. How you gonna leave when you attacking the bears and niggas that really do need the shit that you saying instead of conveying you holier? Come help us get up the speed. Shit is the reason. It's like 20 years for our answers. It's just to get free. These shackles be locked in the mental way more than the physical. I'll get freedom like trees. Can't grow for us like overnight. Hit the ghetto and slow.